0: It's time for a monthly hit list compiled by the folks at Sauce Magazine, their look at what they consider must-try new places. The August list includes three coffee shops, a new Missouri location of a favorite Illinois pizza spot, and the first Missouri location of a health-focused smoothie franchise. Joining me in studio are Sauce Managing Editors Heather Hughes and Catherine Claney. Thank you. These weeks go by so quickly. I know, right? <laughs> but I'm glad they do because this is always fun. Catherine, you're going to begin with a, a coffee shop with a heart.
1: Yes, one of, one of three coffee shops this month. We're very caffeinated over at mm-hmm. Sauce this month. Um, Lola Jean's Give Back Coffee. So this coffee shop opened in the former Grape Seed Space on Mackland Avenue near Southampton. Eventually, it will actually be a pizza shop. But in the interim, the owner, uh, who also owns Russell's on Mackland down the street, decided to uh, make use of the space now and open a coffee shop. So it's a beautiful space, uh, really well designed. Uh, our uh, art director went and checked it out, and it's a, she's a very big Beyoncé. Fan, which so she loved all the lemons that were everywhere. This um, would be Mira, of course. Yes, yes. Mira yes. Nagarajan. Uh-huh. Um, they serve some classic espresso drinks, uh, cold brew on tap, all made with local Caldi's mm-hmm. coffee. Uh, any beverage can be spiked with house made syrups, anything from like vanilla or something a little more uh, different. Like, ginger, clove, maple was one that she tried that she really enjoyed. Um, and then Sister Restaurant, uh, and as I said, neighbor, Russell's on Macklin, does provide the pastries, which we've always really enjoyed. We love their savory scones in particular, lots mm-hmm. of cheese and herbs, garlic, um, and the chocolate chip cookies. And as you mentioned, um, it does have a bit of a heart. Uh, all proceeds there benefit local nonprofits, which rotate every month.
0: All proceeds? All pro-
1: All profits benefit um, the, mm-hmm. the local nonprofits. This month, it's Habitat for Humanity. So you can feel extra good about ordering that cookie. Uh, that seems uh-huh. like a, a wise move in, in that respect.
0: Uh huh. Well, that is quite different and good for them. Yes. And good for them, <laughs> Heather. I can't wait for you to tell us the location <laughs> of this next place because it's it's become a kind of a common thing.
2: Um. So Blueprint Coffee. Uh, You may know from The Loop, they've been around for a long time. They opened a second location in Southampton on Watson in a former service station, um, which, yeah, has become much more popular. The other coffee shop we're going to talk about um, is also in a former service station. Um, But this one has full garage doors that they open up, so it's like a full wall open to the street. Uh, They've got a great back patio. It's very breezy in there. Like, it's just all sunshine, um, really light, bright. Colors, yellow chairs, uh pale wood furniture. I love it. This is where I've been doing a lot of my writing lately. <laughs>
0: um,
2: they have great great coffee drinks, all the normal stuff, espresso drinks, lattes, uh, I like a, their cortados are good, but they also have um a bit a longer list of draft coffee drinks um, and teas, which is really fun. You can get um the nitro coffee, which is a creamy it's sort of has the texture of a beer. Um, I really, really like their house tonic uh, with espresso. I've been on a big kick of those lately, and theirs is really delicious. It's a sweet tart tonic. Some of them are way too sweet, but theirs is really balanced and nice. So a lot of great coffee, a really great space. Um, It actually still has a huge sign that says Reliable Brake Service on the top, (laughs) Um, but underneath it's painted by Blueprint Coffee. It's really cute, Um, a great addition to the neighborhood. I see people walking in all the time bringing their dogs and stuff. Um, they started with a small selection of pastries, and they're planning to expand food, so I'm not sure where they are on that yet, but mm-hmm. there should be more on offer soon, and expanded hours as well.
0: Uh, I'm serious about this. I mean, last uh, time we were talking about the Peruvian restaurant mm-hmm. that was in a, in a, in a gas station. Uh-huh. We have another coffee shop in a gas station Yep, here. there's
1: Oleo. Oleo's that was a gas station. opened right. a few years ago. Um, 1956 Utah is opening in a former service station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bailey's What's, Range, is that a former service uh, station? The second location yeah.
0: What's going on? Are they closing because of the quick trips of the world? Coming <laughs> in? I'm serious. I Taking think these over. are
1: actually properties that have been empty for a long time. Uh, really? I mean, think yeah. about like the, the old service stations that used to be in residential neighborhoods. Sure. They're not really there anymore and they haven't been for mm-hmm. a long time. So it's this empty real estate that just has been sitting there waiting for somebody to pick it up. And I think a lot of, especially like coffee shops and, and, and little quick restaurants mm-hmm. are kind of looking at these as a great opportunity to be a neighborhood spot mm-hmm. and really fi- have a central location already. And it's a fun space. You open the door, suddenly you have a patio. Like that's, yeah. that's a really fun thing. They're
2: really charming. It's not like if you open a new space in a prefab feeling restaurant, it's just not going to have that character as using an old building, mm-hmm. especially with they're Windows not fun like spaces 10.
0: when they're abandoned. No. Spaces, no. I mean, that's, <laughs> so that's great. And yeah, it's
2: nice this. to see somebody
1: taking something that's been just sitting there for yeah. 10 years and turn it into a real nice community space. Yeah.
0: Well, Catherine, you've got another former uh, service station, uh, but this one's quite different.
1: Oh, well, sure. And actually, Heather's been there, so she can tell you more about it. But Living Room op- uh, is a coffee shop um, that's in Maplewood. And Craft Beer Cellar is a bottle shop that's located in Clayton. And when their powers combine, they open in a service <laughs> station on in Southampton. And you've actually been there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's another space. Southampton seems to be blowing up lately. A lot of new things are opening. Um, this one's on the corner of Chippewa and Sulphur Avenue. Um, again, I, I think this was a more recently used service station. I mm-hmm. think when yeah. I was uh, looking at this originally, the Google Maps image was a working really? tire shop or something, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but now they've redone the interior. It's really cute. They put a bar in. Um, they're serving living room coffee drinks and uh, and tea in the mornings. Um, Still really solid espresso program and stuff like that. They also have uh, specialty drinks that are really fun. Anyone who's been in the living room in Maplewood, might remember they have, like, a lavender latte and a salted honey one that are really delicious. And they also have new things like the Sunset, which is made with a blood orange soda, and espresso, which, um, again, that's, like, a kick that mm-hmm. I'm on lately. Carbonated beverages nice with espresso. nice summer coffee drinks. Yeah. When, yeah. Not, when you don't want a heavy hot coffee, they're nice, like, summery beverages. Get your caffeine, but it uh, can be refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then um, in the afternoons and evenings, it transitioned to just a beer bar. Um, they have 15 taps, and they have all of, a lot of craft beer seller um, offerings, including Perennial's Apricot Goza, which is uh, brewed just for them, which is really cool. Mm. And then connected to the little bar area is the um, Bottle Shop, which is just retail shelves of bottles that you can go get. Um, It has some of the best beer selection in town. It's really fun. And again, a great neighborhood spot. I think Southampton is obviously able to support more and more of these businesses. It sounds
0: very interesting. And where would the Hit List be, Catherine, without a pizza place? Wouldn't be Hit List <laughs> if we didn't
2: talk about
1: pizza. Uh, Peel Wood Fired Pizza. So if you are from Illinois, you are well aware of uh, Peel. It has a lo- their first location in Edwardsville. Their second location much bigger in O'Fallon, Illinois. And now Missourians are finally going to get a taste of what all the fuss is about in Clayton. This is a huge space. It seats 280 people. Wow. It's a massive space. Um, but from what I understand, there's a lot of like smaller it's, – it's set up in such a way that it doesn't Feel so big. It doesn't feel so cavernous. There's a lot of intimate seating and some half walls, so you feel a little a little more cozy. We've always enjoyed the wood fired pizza at Peel. I grew up in Illinois, so I'm pretty familiar with uh, what they've had to offer Um, here. Those wood fire ovens are still there, um, and they offer some favorite dishes that everybody loves, as well as new dishes that are exclusive to that location. So we really liked the Creole shrimp and asparagus pizza. That's again a a wood fired pizza. The shrimp was really tender. A lot of times, Mm -hmm. if you put shrimp on a pizza, they get really tough and rubbery. Mm This was perfect. Um, they have a wood-fired cauliflower dish, just a nice vegetable with a, served with a really uh, creamy harissa aioli. You get a nice taste of smoke, a little bit of heat from the aioli, but everything kind of cools it down. Um, we also, they have a short list of paella options, which kind of surprised me. You don't expect paella no. from a pizza place, <laughs> but uh, it's not exactly a traditional Spanish paella, but we really enjoyed the bulgur wheat paella using bulgur instead of traditional rice gave it this really nutty, roasty quality. And it's served with lamb two ways, a braised lamb uh, shoulder, I believe. So it has sort of that shredded texture, like a pulled pork, and then a merguez sausage. So that ground texture that you're expecting from a sausage um, with some nice spice and heat from the merguez spice, Um, as well as veg, and then that same harissa aioli on top. So it was a very filling dish. We, I think that, it was That's, awesome. Yeah, you, we, we shared that at the office, and we yeah. still had leftovers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Super rich and savory. And seriously, you don't think a paella from a pizza place is some uh, a <laughs> a place to go? But it was that was my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, it was menu. really special. I liked I liked mm-hmm. that a lot.
0: Get them in with pizza, and then serve paella. <laughs> exactly exactly. So. the way they do it. If it works. Well, as usual, when you get together like this, uh, we have to report some comings and goings in the in the restaurant world. What's it, what's happening there, Heather?
2: Well, um, one last hit list item was the Vitality Bowl superfood cafe that's open in richmond heights it's in a uh like strip mall kind of a thing next to a starbucks and a firehouse sub restaurant um it's a chain but it's the first one in st louis and they offer a wide range of smoothies and also um bowls so you get a smoothie base base with a bunch of toppings you can choose and they also also have a short list of paninis and salads and stuff like that they serve uh park avenue coffee as well to keep on that coffee theme, and then kombu, kombu Kombucha, which is a local kombucha company.
0: Hmm. Okay, and that is Vitality Bowls. Right? Yes. Okay, right.
2: And, and Catherine, now we're talking yes, about now we're talking, the, uh, this the other side of the coin. So uh,
1: things that we are, we are very excited to find out that a Nudo House is going to be open, a second location on the Loop. Uh, for those not familiar, it's a very popular ramen shop out in Creve from uh, Miley, co-owner, Quetron, and his uh, co-owner at, at Nudo, Marie Ann Velasco, they're going to open the second location of Nudo in spring 2019 on the ground floor of the new Everly on the Loop uh, luxury high-rise building. Oh. That's at 6105 Delmar Boulevard. They said it'll be the same menu with a lot of specials, possibly a, a slushy machine, and uh, later hours to accommodate the WashU student crowd that's very popular down there. So we we're very, very excited, excited for that. <laughs> um, it's
0: not in a gas station. That Ex- we know. Yes, <laughs> that is not a gas station. Yeah, nice.
1: um, another place that people are excited about, Gringo. And if you're a Central West End resident, you may be familiar with this one. Uh, Gringo closed in 2016. They have just announced that they are going to reopen that restaurant downtown in the former home of Robust Wine Bar near the MX district. Uh, Gringo founder Chris Summers, he also owns Pie Pizzeria and Za Pizza and Salad, said he hopes to actually open that very soon, sometime in September. Chef Carrie McDowell will be a co-owner there. And they said the new menu will be about 80% similar to uh, the original. There'll be a couple new menu items, some tweaks to some old favorites, but he's not going to bro- break what everybody loved. So uh, they're very excited about that. And we just got word um, that a very popular food truck, Balkan Treat Box, uh, signed a lease on a space in Webster Groves. So they will
2: be, which, yeah, we're we're very excited <laughs> about that too. That's all I have to say. But they, uh, they were one of our best new restaurants when they opened as a food truck. So mm-hmm. we are thrilled that they're going to have uh, more kitchen space, and be able to serve more that's uh, less handheld.
0: Should I be shocked about Pirano? We,
2: we were. We were. Yeah, um, yeah so
1: uh, <laughs> chef-owner Gerard Craft closed doors at uh, Pirano downtown after service at the end of July, um, we were very surprised that that happened. He said in a statement uh, that the goal was to provide a fast, delicious option for downtown diners. Um, but unfortunately, even after some last-minute uh, concept changes, they were uh, working on. They decided it was time to move on and focus their energies on other their other properties and their yeah. other restaurants.
0: Now so. here's a guy who was sitting on top of the world, and I'm yeah. sure still is, but uh, with the, the Beard the uh, Award winner, mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't expect this kind it of. It just
2: a... kind of shows that there's so much more that goes into a restaurant's success than um concept or name like piranha was a great restaurant the Mm. food was really good and the concept was very uh both trendy in its like fast casual approachable nature and had a lot of the the stuff that made him successful at Pastoria and other places Mm. um but he um in his statement said that a lot of the um reduced conference uh like from traffic from the convention from center, the convention mm-hmm. center yeah. um, went into it. And then we always notice like parking was so hard downtown. It's just we don't really know why it closed, but it's mm-hmm. a shame that that it did.
0: Well, it didn't yeah. have diners. That's got to be the
2: <laughs> Right.
1: Yeah. Well, it's and, both and a simple
2: answer and a complicated I think one. if
1: you're going to open any, you know, you take risks. And this particular concept didn't work out, but he's already full steam ahead on Cinder House, which is a partnership with the mm-hmm. Four Seasons downtown. That is getting ready to open imminently. Yeah, we're not worried about Gerard We're not not worried about (laughs) him. He's doing doing good.
0: (laughs) In 20 seconds, Yellow Belly?
1: Yellow Belly. So Richard Blaze, for people who like Top Chef here in town, he is a celebrity chef of great renown who has partnered with the team at Yellow Belly set to open in Central West End. Retreat gastropubs, Travis Howard and Tim Wiggins. Blaze will be developing the menu and helping select the kitchen team there. They are set to open in September uh, at uh, 4643 Lindell Boulevard. If you're interested in learning more about that, we have a whole article and a video interview with Blaze online at SauceMagazine.com.
0: Okay. This has been a busy week, ladies. Thank you so much. (laughs) Catherine Claney and Heather Hughes, thank you. See you soon. See you soon. Thank you. Archived versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.